This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Environmental watchdog Rimba Watch have been hard at work keeping an eye on forests by using open source of data and analytics and shining a spotlight on deforestation in the country while also highlighting environmental abuses. They recently revealed a one-stop centre for data on deforestation on their website, which for the first time allows users to visualise past and future deforestation on their data portal. They also just released their quarterly report covering January to March 2023, which which has identified 9,372 hectares of new threats to forests and six land rights conflicts involving Indigenous communities. So joining me now, of course, is Adam Farhan. He's the co-founder and director of Rimba Watch. He's going to keep us up to date on all the work that they're doing. Welcome, Adam. How are you today? Hi, Jeanette. I'm good. I'm glad to be back on BFM. Lovely to have you on the show, Adam. Always good to have you back. Um, so yes, busy <laughs> busy at work yeah. uh, and uh, really uh, interesting things coming out as well. And I just wanted to you know get you to remind listeners about how you've sort of changed the way that you work. You've made some tweaks, isn't it? Um, uh, in your own words, and I'm stealing this from your website, you are facilitating an expansion to become Malaysia's only climate watchdog. I mean, yep. can you just elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. So we've been on the scene now for about two years, uh, mostly focusing on, on forests. Um, but we've decided to you know, expand into monitoring basically all, sources, all new sources of emissions, mm-hmm. um, you know, where deforestation is a subset. Um, but we're also looking at you know, new fossil fuel developments uh, new highways, new like land reclamation projects and, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, just to remind folks, uh, how do you do that? What is your methodology? Yeah. So for for forests, you know, we look at both uh, past and future deforestation. Um, so for past deforestation, we use, for example, data from Global Forest Watch, um, you know, which, which identifies areas which have already been cut down. For future deforestation, we mostly focus on desktop research. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we just have to scour the internet scour like property, like real estate uh, websites looking for, you know, new threats to the forest. And basically that methodology is being carried on for our overall climate work. So, you know, it's the same thing going through stuff like Petronas press statements about new developments, um, going to the news to find information about new highways um, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of data, a lot of an, uh, analyzing that data and also just uh, putting it out there for everybody, isn't it? To yeah, also, exactly. To, yeah. to also uh, digest as well. And that's something that's very interesting because uh, you, you guys just very recently announced your one-stop center for data on deforestation. So that's, of course, on your website, uh, rainbowwatchmy.com, mm-hmm. right? Talk to yeah. me about that. Yeah, no, it's... Um, so for a long time, you know, um, CSOs and just the public in general have been facing this huge opaque wall in terms of data on deforestation. Um, so what we were always working towards at Rimba Watch was to create a centralized database uh, on, on deforestation, um, you know, within the years that we cover. And so we have recently finally launched it, you know, after years of working on it. Um, and basically what this allows users to do is go to one place and look at one map, and that map will show you all the deforestation that's happened since 2017, um, and all the deforestation that is potentially going to happen in the future based on what we've identified. Um, and users can can you know interact with the map. They can search for different sectors. So like if you only want to see palm oil, mm-hmm. you can do that. Or if you only want to see timber plantations or infrastructure. Um, and beyond just visualizing that data, if you want to analyze it further, you can download everything. Mm. Um, you can download both our text database. So that's, you know, all our sources for all of our data, our, you know, what analysis we did on it um, for each of our alerts, um, as well as the associated geospatial data. So like, for example, you can download it and go to Google Earth and analyze yourself. Um, and we've also got some data available for download that isn't displayed on our map yet. 
Um, so that's stuff like, um, you know, forest reserve boundaries, for example, which and, and protected areas. Um, so I hope that this is going to be of use, you know, to everyone else to like, help to get this forestry movement going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, it could be used by like people like myself, for example. So reporters, yep. journalists, uh, but also anybody who's interested uh, in, in these sorts of information, right? And I've seen, you know, I've, I was trying to play around with it as mm-hmm. well. You've broken it down to forest plantations, there's infrastructure, public, uh, durian even, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what are some of the other um, sort of uh, subcategories? Mm. I think the, the biggest one is infrastructure. So there's both public and private infrastructure. So, mm-hmm. Public infrastructure, we've mostly been seeing hydropower and um, electrical transmission lines. Mm-hmm. Um, then for public infrastructure, there's, there's, there's isolated cases of deforestation for you know, housing developments, for industrial parks, um, particularly in Selangor. Okay. Um, but yeah, beyond that, um, I think we've got uh, rubber, um, like you said, durian. Um, there's also a subset of data that could not be identified um, because, you know, through satellite imagery, we haven't been yet been able to identify what the the land use clearing was for. Okay. Um, so just to note that down, that you know, there's also deforestation there where we haven't identified what drove the deforestation, but nevertheless, the forest has been cleared. Okay, all right, and um, you know, you've spoke. I mean, there are you mentioned the methodology, but you do also speak about some of the limitations, right? Yeah. And what yeah. Are, what are some of those limitations? Yeah. That you okay. So I mean, in terms of looking at um, Past, well, past and future deforestation, I think the biggest limitation we face is just the lack of availability of data for us to work with. Sure. Um, so, for example, if we're looking, okay, let's say we're looking at just past deforestation. So we've got, you know, we've, we've mapped it out and we've now got a map of Pahang or the deforestation that happened in Pahang. Yeah. Um, and we want to find out what the deforestation was for. It's pretty much impossible <laughs> to, to identify that because, for example, if we want to look at, you know, past EIAs, um, for Pahang, <laughs> yeah. we just have access to the title and maybe a coordinate, but not to the specific area, the specific project site. So we're unable to map EIAs to the deforestation that's already happened. Mm. Um, same with timber plantations. You know, some states have the have published the zoning maps, but other states like Pahang have not. So we've just got these areas, these red areas that have been cleared uh, within Pahang Forest Reserves, but we don't exactly know what it's for because we don't have any data to back up, you know, anything mm-hmm. um, regarding the driver of the deforestation. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's not so much a problem of yours, but that's just, you know, like like we've spoken about before, a lack of transparency, yeah. a, lot, a lack of uh, uh, available information and things like that. But, you know, it was, you know, very, very um, comprehensive. So you've got the location name, sector, company, things like that. Uh, and wherever possible, you fill that in. Yep. There's also year of the forest loss, the yeah. land status, so many different um, categories there. So really quite comprehensive. Well done. Yep. Congratulations. It's it's a wonderful resource, I think, for a lot of us who are trying to do these things. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, but, you know, what are your hopes for the Rimba Watch portal? Uh, who are you hoping will uh, make full use of it? Hmm. Well, I think primarily what I really want people to to use it for is, you know, um, for communities outside KL. Um, you know, they could look at their, their kampung or their town mm-hmm. on the map and see that and, and discover that, you know, areas adjacent to the village or the town have been zoned for deforestation or, or that there's a threat for deforestation there. And, you know, once they have this information, then they can mobilize to actually stop that deforestation. Because yeah. I think a problem right now is that a lot of communities don't know that deforestation is, uh, is about to happen, Correct. you know, near, the, near you know, their, their village or their town. Um, and once they find out, it's already too late. You know, the bulldozers are already inside uh, clearing the forest. 
Um, so that's primarily what we want it to be used for. You know, we can't do much about the def deforestation that's already happened, but we can do a lot for the deforestation that has not happened yet. Mm -hmm. So that's the focus on the future, isn't yeah. it? And maybe you can just quickly walk our listeners through how exactly they would do that. So they go to the website, mm -hmm. they just sort of fill in the area that they're interested in? To yeah, I think you can search, um, search a name on mm -hmm. the map, um, but you can also just, you know, move the map around and zoom in to your, to your town or village, you know, Okay. Yeah, you should be able to do that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just looking at your, it says search for affected areas. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, sort of sector selection. So yeah. you've got um, all sorts of, diff um, there's all sorts of different uh, breakdowns like zoning of forests for non-forest use, for example, or yeah. indigenous land rights conflicts. So yeah. that's, you've broken it down into all these different. Yeah. Was that difficult coming up with those categories? Or I mean, how did you sort of come up with that? Uh, yeah, because there's quite a lot of overlap sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, uh, basically what the categories are is just, um, it addresses every main threat to okay. the forest in Malaysia. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's how we broke it down. Okay. And of course, most important, open data. Yeah. Uh, people can download it. People can use it. Uh, everything is, um, yeah, everything is there free, yeah. free to use. Yeah, free to use. Okay, no wonderful, charge. wonderful. And just moving on, Adam. So um, the other thing that we always catch up on is your your reports, which used to be monthly, but now have come, you've uh, changed that to quarterly reports, yeah. right? So as I mentioned, uh, you've, so, so first of all, maybe you want to explain why you want, why you want to go quarterly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no, no particular reason other than that we want to utilize our resources and time management a bit better. Okay. Um, so moving forward, it's not just going to be a quarterly report on forests, but there'll be a quarterly report on climate, the general new sources of emissions as well, mm -hmm. um, which will start in the next quarter. Um, so, you know, because we're expanding to basically all sectors across Malaysia, not just forests, um, that's going to take up a lot more time. And so it just makes more sense to do this every three months rather than, you know, every single month. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And uh, so, of course, as I mentioned earlier, this quarter, you've identified 9,372 hectares of new threats to forests, six land rights conflicts involving indigenous communities. Maybe you want to help expand mm -hmm. on some of the findings. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, yeah, for, for the period January to March 2023, we have identified more than 9,000 hectares of new threats to forests. Um, so the majority of these threats are... This, the advertisement of forested land for sale. Um, and I mean, I've, I've come on BFM to talk quite a lot about that before. Um, but Always but, Warren's repeating, I feel. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, But we have found, um, this month we have found a few forest reserves, uh, which are allegedly being sold uh, by these real estate agents. In particular, there's one listing that shows about 1,500 hectares in Gunung Rabong Forest Reserve in mm. Kelantan. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's just east of Goa Musang. Um and it's a rather sensitive location because it's a forest reserve that's just north of the border with Taman Negara. Mm. Um, so, you know, basically the sale of that forest reserve would indirectly reduce the, the wider size of Taman Negara. Um, so this is, of course, extremely worrying and we really hope that the authorities are going to look into this. Mm -hmm. um, so that's for forest being sold. On the other side, that's the EIAs, which have been approved, um, of which we found, I think... <coughs> How many is it? About 3,000 3, hectares of EIAs yeah. uh, approved within forests. Um, and then the biggest threat for these EIAs was for timber plantations. Again. Um, <laughs> yeah, so about, I think, more than 90% of the EIAs which were approved were for timber plantations, um, all of which were in Kelantan. Um, and uh, again, like, so uh, the <laughs> Minister of Environment, Waibin Ignasmi, came on BFM quite recently to talk about this issue, and he did acknowledge that this is an issue. Um, but one thing that he mentioned was that there is a moratorium on new EIAs in Malaysia. And I'd just like to clarify that 
this moratorium that he's referring to was imposed by the National Land Council. So it only covers matters relating to basically the zoning of land. Mm. It does not cover, one, is that it does not cover anything happening in Sabah and Sarawak. And two, it does not cover, um, you know, environmental approvals. And it also does not affect any of the areas which have already been zoned mm -hmm. for timber plantation. So there's nothing preventing those areas from being cleared. Um, and the moratorium doesn't ex extend to that. Um, that's how we understand it to be. Um, because we've been noticing that EIAs for timber plantations have not stopped at all. You know, they've, they, they remain constant. So we would like to see that moratorium extended to all new timber plantation development, not just the zoning of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then beyond that, we have identified, you know, a few land rights conflicts. Um, Six, right? You yeah. mentioned, yeah. Yeah, so I think the big, the big ones is that... Um, uh, and I came on BFM again to talk about this recently, uh, but the YP Oleo project in mm -hmm. Pahang, uh, so that's, that's encroaching on Orangasi land. Um, and the EIA for that was approved, um, but it was approved before the period of this um, quarterly report. Um, there was also a case of a kampung in Perak where the villagers alleged that they have been ordered to leave their land to facilitate the Musang King plantation. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not entirely sure what the updates are on that. And then there's a hot topic right now, which is the the offer by the the Sultan of Johor to designate all Orangasi land as Sultanate land, uh, and that's that's been met by quite big backlash um, against the proposal by Orangasi communities in Johor. Yeah. Uh, I believe they sent a memorandum uh, a few days ago, um, you know, to object to that proposal. Um, and we're also seeing in Sabah uh, that a village had again been ordered to vacate their land to facilitate a logging project. Um, so, you know, it is, again, disappointing to see all these things happening in, in 2023. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is that, you know, um, you are, <laughs> you are, and I keep saying this, and I've said this in our previous interviews as well, at least you're shining the spotlight on this so people know. Yeah. Uh, and it's all there, right? It's all in the data. It's all readily available. It's yeah. all from things that you've uh, readily down downloaded. Um, have you been um, getting, I suppose, any sort of like positive feedback or, or have you any feedback at all, you know, from all the data that you've been crunching and releasing to the public? Yeah, um... Not really. We don't know how people use our data and okay. if so, what they use it for. Okay. Um, we do know that in, in certain cases, that the authorities do look into our data and we have received um, feedback and sort of, you know, information about further action taken against, for example, some of the, the listings of forest reserves. Um, but other than that, no, I'm not, not really sure. Okay, all right. Have, you know, have you also faced things like uh, people refuting uh, your findings or, your, or any of the data that you've uh, presented? Yeah, well, we have had, we have had the government in general, uh, the state government, the state forestry departments, I'm sorry, uh, refute our general findings um, due to a technicality regarding how we define forest versus how they define forest. Um, so, you know, they define forest using the Food and Agriculture Organization's definition. Um, and this definition basically allows um, monoculture plantations to be included as a forest cover. Okay. Um, and in general, how Malaysia approaches it is that any land that's zoned as a forest is automatically forest cover. Um, but as we know, a lot of land that has been zoned for forest are barren. Uh, in some cases, they're built up areas. You know, there's one... There's one case that at Bukit Lagong Forest Reserve, I think in Salayang, there's a seafood restaurant that's located inside the forest reserve. <laughs> um, I'm laughing not because, you know, it's not funny, but you know why I'm yeah. laughing. You understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, most importantly, a lot of forest reserves are timber plantations. Um, okay. So, you know, we 
believe that timber plantations are deforestation. That's an ecologically sound approach, I believe, because replacing natural forests with a monoculture plantation is inherently deforestation. Um, but what the government has shown is that they don't see it that way. Okay. In terms of some other findings from your quarterly report, anything else that sort of like I, maybe I don't know surprised you, or anything that you know you you, you want our listeners mm-hmm. to you want to highlight to our listeners? Yeah, I think one thing that's important to note is that all of our data on new EIA approvals is only for uh, Peninsular Malaysia, mm-hmm. um, and that's because for Sabah and Sarawak, so for Sabah, for example, they have an, an EIA list on their website, but uh, it doesn't appear to be dated. So uh-huh. it's a list, but we don't know the scope of you know when it was approved and when it wasn't. Um, and then for Sarawak, there is no EIA list available at all. So in our database, there is not a single EIA from Sarawak. It's just completely uh, non-transparent. So, you know, all of our findings from this quarterly report are taken as a bare minimum. There's a lot, there are a lot more threats that we just cannot identify because we just do not have the information. Okay. That's the perennial problem, isn't it? As yeah. we've spoken about before, a lack of transparency. So again, um, and this, of course, all of this data is available on your website, yeah. uh, your social media pages, so anybody can go ahead and have a look at that, right? So, I yeah. mean, you've put things like forests and real estate listings, you've sort of broken it down how you gathered the data yeah. and all of that, right? Okay, so that's that. And I do want to, I mean, I was looking at your Twitter uh, your Twitter recently, and um, there was some nice news, actually, some positive news uh, that, you know, some of your suggestions which you made had been actually taken on by the uh, minister, Nick Nasmi. Can you, yeah. you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So two days ago, Rainbow Watch was in um, was featured in an article by Berita Harian. Um, and this article basically was was regarding our recommendations on how uh, you know Wilaya Pasukutuan Kuala Lumpur could help to uh, conserve and increase their forest cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we suggested was that so, okay, so for Rainbow Watch we, we believe that forest reserves should be limited to natural forests. Um, but we recommended instead that because a lot of forests, well, a lot of greenery around KL are not natural forests, they're mostly abandoned plantations. Yeah, secondary forests. Yeah, right? secondary forests. So, for example, Bukit Kiara is an a abandoned rubber plantation. If you if you go walking inside, you can still see the rubber seeds. You can smell the latex. Um, Bukit Gassing as well. Yeah, yeah Bukit Gassing as well. Um, but what we, what we recommended instead was that DBKL could gazette all these areas as green lungs. So, you know, in our... Recommendations, we specifically named uh, Bukit Kiara, um, Bukit TM, Wang Samaju, uh, Bukit Dinding, um, you know, as potential places that could be could be gazetted. And uh, it appears that, uh, you know, the minister has taken this, uh, ha- has listened to this recommendation um, because I think yesterday he did um, uh, publicly say that, you know, they're looking into this and that they're specifically going to consider gazetting these three, three hills that, that we mentioned mm-hmm. um, you know, gazetting them as, as green lungs. That's so wonderful. this is certainly positive news. That is, that is really wonderful because I did manage to speak to the folks who are trying to protect uh, Bukit Dinding over in uh, the Amongst the Maju, right? They yeah. are hoping to gazette it because it's not gazetted. So the, whatever development is completely legal and can happen there. So, yep. yeah, so so they are, you know, pushing to gazette it because it is a, you know, it's a mature sort of a neighbourhood and, you know, it's a beautiful space there that everybody uses. So, yeah, yeah. these are things that we could uh, definitely push for. Yeah. Adam, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, um, I think um, just a final message, I think, to the minister is that we really, really need to um, cull the timber plantation program. It's not doing our forests any good. It's not doing our climate any good. You know, uh, Southeast Asia is currently currently going through a heat wave. Uh, I think temperatures are going above 45 degrees in Thailand and Vietnam. Uh, You know, it's likely that 
these same impacts are going to be seen in Malaysia as it is. You know, it's about two degrees hotter this month than it was two months ago. Um, and our forests are the best, our best hope to keep our local temperatures down. Um, you know, deforestation can, can increase surface temperatures by up to five degrees. And these impacts can be felt up to 50 kilometers away. <laughs> so we really, really need to keep our forest cover intact. And timber plantations are not the way forward to do this. Okay, thank you so much, Adam, thank for you. joining me today. I've been speaking to Adam Farhan, director and co-founder of Rimba Watch. If you'd like to uh, find out more or you know use all that data that they have so kindly you know collated and put there you know for you for free, uh, just head to their website first. That's web.rimbawatchmy.com or follow them on all their social media channels. So there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter. Uh, but of course, you know the website is there. Do go and you know uh, play around with the Rimba Watch portal. You know some very interesting findings there as well, which I think you know just go and check out where you live. Right, yep. as simple as that, and yep. you'll find some interesting things there and if you miss any part of our conversation today you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my earth you can also find it on the bfm app this has been earth matters on the bigger picture bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind download the bfm app